heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Will he tip the card? I know I've said it before, but given the, the series of events that leads me into your studio today, Michael, I think there is something happening. There's something in the air. We'll tip the card here. I'll tip the card this weekend. Mick Sharkey joins Racing Pulse to preview the big races in Friday Form Focus. Friday Form Focus time. Mick Sharkey is back and we are at three-quarter time in the marvellous Melbourne Cup Festival. Yes. There are nine races to go, uh, the last nine of 37. Sharknado, how's the week treating you? Were you a final quarter star in your footballing days? Well, we finished strongly. Your big with sausage fingers, did you just come in with the golden <laughs> fist and just, you know, defend like mad? I don't want to be defending. I want to be attacking tomorrow. Oh, okay. How, what's what's the scoreboard for Shah? No, no, okay. Yes, I've managed to eke my way into a something of a position, but there's still a day to go, and I've just been informed that uh, I've got a ticket to a catered affair tomorrow, which I think sometimes hydration can cloud your clarity when it comes to the punt, if you know what I mean. Well, I think you, um, with snout in trough tomorrow, could be very, very dangerous oh, at Flemington on the final day. Like a little piggy. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you launch on Zardozzi? There's a mental picture for you. Well, no, I I actually didn't do a lot on the Oaks because I had a bet running on an Amazonian. Oh, actually, halfway through the Lass. race, I was thinking of you sitting back smoking a pipe going, this couldn't turn out any better. Mm, potentially. I just don't think she stayed. No. Ultimately. And in the end, she wasn't good enough. Yeah, and th- and that's that's cool. You like to just sort of see that and at least know you, you know, you tried but you failed. Um, I, I had a little trifecta with Zardozzi just to cover off the expenditure on Amazonian less, and it was okay. It worked out okay. Mm. Yeah. What about you? How'd you end up? Uh, I know well, you've been very well, busy. Obviously, had a good cup day. So, yes. cup day was in front. Derby day, uh, no, lost. And then yesterday, got a good early lead. I liked little mix. Yes, ended little up, mix was good. Ended up giving most of it back, unfortunately. I had no luck with the quaddies. I've had three legs oh my. and a second on all three days. Well, yesterday, I think it was... It, I took it was pretty Holy straightforward, Games. wasn't yeah, it? Right? I didn't think um, it the 18 hundred. It didn't pay a hell of a lot, but yeah, I've had a couple of three leggers and seconds that have threatened to, you know, solve some some issues, but uh, they haven't done. How's, how's Gator travelling? He had a couple of winners yesterday, so he's he? going well. He actually, um, no, he's going all right. Gator, health and well-being. Yeah, everything well, good. I want to get a few drinks into him tomorrow night because that's when it gets exciting. That is when, when he, he's just born again, isn't he? I'll tell you who else will be having a few drinks tomorrow night, and that is Liam O'Keefe, oh, because he and his team have been working tirelessly, and they'd be absolutely wrapped with how the track has performed. Morning, Liam. Morning, gents. You have a bit of a uh, a track worker's shindig tomorrow night? Yeah, we uh, we actually start renovating the track um, straight away, so we will have a shindig in a couple of weeks with all our track staff. We'll head up the Union Hotel and have a few beers and celebrate the week. Well, I hope you're making an appearance in the, the new stand-up at the rooftop, Liam, before you go and, and do that at the Union, because I think John Course has become something of a resident DJ at Flemington, but surely, aren't you a singer? Can't we get you up there to build out a couple of tunes for the... The young lovelies and the members, just, you know, before Corsi takes over? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a laugh? But no, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's great to see how popular it is up there. It's, uh, it's, a, it's certainly a great view. We have our Christmas party up there in December and, um, yeah, it's a fantastic, fantastic grandstand. So it's been great that it's been full all week. The crowds have been great and um, another perfect day tomorrow, 25 degrees and sunny, so it should be good to finish off on a good night. Yeah, crowds have been phenomenal. The atmosphere's been awesome out there. And a warm day today and a, a warmish day tomorrow. So how much of a drink will she have? Yeah, we got a bit of a head start last night. We were still a good four at the end of yesterday. We were a five to a four later in the day following that thunderstorm on Wednesday night. So we just gave it four mil last night to keep it ticking over. Um, warm today, but not strong winds, but the winds do pick up tomorrow um, from the southwest. So 
Same direction and speed as Derby Day um, tomorrow, so quite strong out of that 14 shoot. So we'll put on another 4 or 5 mil tonight, keep it in the good 4 range, but naturally we'll get to a 3 at some stage. And what's the rail tomorrow? Uh, we're in the 8 metre position. So we raced here yesterday at 5 metres, push it out a further 3, covers most of the wear and tear around the home turn. There is uh, even marking on the inside half of the straight, so I, I think it'll play fairly similar to yesterday. They'll start off on the fence, We'll get a win or two on the fence early, and then they'll just edge off as the day progresses. So and that, for the straight straight racing, I think they'll use the middle to outside part of the court. Yeah, by the last, you expect they'll be coming down the outside in that straight race? Yeah, certainly the outside half, Michael. I don't think they'll be hard the outside fence because that does get aerated where the tractor goes, but mm. I think they'll just be right across that outside half. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think... It'll play fairly similar to how we've seen it play yesterday. So that wind could be a big factor. We just spoke to James McDonald, and he said he, he blamed the wind for about four losses on Derby Day because it was harder to make up ground. So is that the is that the, the scenario we may have tomorrow? Yeah, maybe not as much tomorrow because we've got that natural little bit of wear and tear on the track. So um, he's right, Derby Day, it's the exact same wind tomorrow, very strong out of the 14 shoot. So... Basically, around that turn to the home turn, those on speed will have done no work, so that, that's why they can probably kick and keep running out a, a strong last 400. But with a little bit of wear and tear on the track, um, I, I think that will just um, level it up a little bit. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm confident it'll race well. How's the punt been? Uh, very average, actually. We had the favourite going for a bit in the cup and um, didn't get anything there. We are on Moody's yesterday in the first, come second, so... Um, yeah, we we need something tomorrow, and we're going to go in secret in the uh, champion sprint. So, um, fingers crossed. Otherwise, it could be a pretty lean drink tomorrow night. To beat the Kiwi Wonder Bear, I like it. Uh, in secret, the best from Liam. Uh, well done on uh, the first three days, Liam. Good luck tomorrow. Great, thanks, guys. Liam O'Keefe. That's interesting. That wind factor, mm. um, because it certainly played a part on Derby Day. It did play a part. On Derby Day, and again on Cup Day, it was noticeable. And uh, without backtracking, but up on that, it's certain areas of the track on Tuesday, particularly up on that roof deck afterwards, it was really noticeable that breeze. And it, given the heat of the day, I think it was a it was a positive factor as well in some ways for the horses. Nothing was overheating because in some parts of the track on Tuesday, it was very muggy and stuffy. So there's a bit of moisture around, I think, with these storms we've had during the week. So it has been a little bit humid mm. this week. So a bit of breeze, I don't think, is, a, is at all uh, all a bad thing. All right, let's get into the preview of Champions Day. And we'll, we'll kick it off with the three Group 1s, which are the first three leagues of the Quaddy as well. And we'll come back and look at the remainder of the card. Uh, race number six is the Dali Champions Sprint. 1,200 metres, 3 million bucks, wait for age. And um, there had been some thought that Maybe Imperatrice would scare a few away, but she certainly hasn't. It's and it's good to see her getting taken on tomorrow. The market has her out to even money now. So if you like Imperatrice, you can actually have a bet tomorrow. Uh, she was well. Hang on, she was even money oh, about. What have you done? No, I'm sure. What have you done? I'm sure. Two hours ago, I saw two dollars. She's now into a dollar eighty-five. Well, that's still okay. Well, is it? Up yes. Against up against In Secret. In Secret's four sixty. You can almost get as much for In Secret to run a place a dollar sixty five as Imperatrice is to win. Uh, they are the top two in the market, as you would expect. If you're a Bella Nipatina fan, you're getting twelve dollars. Bella Nipatina, Asfura twelve dollars. Uh, that's the strength of this race. And then you're out to fifteen dollars Star Patrol. So, um, she's the obvious one here, Shark. But this is the strongest field she's ever met yeah I wouldn't be so worried about the depth of the field I think she's been blowing fields apart so I'm not too concerned that this race is you know too strong for her a lot of these have gone to a few races haven't they uh, they've been up to Sydney back everywhere else the benefit she's had she stayed in the one spot uh, she's been comfortable Cranbourne based chipping away off to the valley, winning for fun. I don't think the Flemington's straight. You you wouldn't look at that and say with a horse like this, oh, that's going to be her downfall. You know, she gets back runs on. She leads all the way last time. 
She has many strings to her bow, Imperatriz, and it probably takes her to run below her best, have an off day for her to be beaten in this race. Well, when she won the Manicato, Daniel O'Sullivan, who does all his ratings, said uh, that win, despite the opposition not being as strong, the ease of the win and the time she ran rated better than the Everest. So if you're trying to line up those form lines, where I think In Secret was outstanding in the Everest, and we know she improves. She's a better horse down the straight on those two wins that we have seen. So what's... What's the race shape here, Sharky? They will go quick. It's it's a group one sprint. They're not going to stack up and and just lob along. You know, you've got Asfura in the race. Uh, you've Do got they Front Page try... in the race. Well, Front Page is a, is a runner. We know that. Star Patrol um, likes to, to bowl along. But do they try and not restrain Asfura, but... Um, they'll try and follow Front Page. Ride her a bit more conservatively at the 1,200. Yeah, I think they'll try and follow front page and hopefully uh, a horse like Star Patrol can just provide a bit of company somewhere, you know, second, third, fourth, that sort of position. So she's got a mate to run alongside. I'm not seeing a hell of a lot of pressure to sort of around that first three or four. You know, they'll, they'll be running at a good time, but I don't know if they're going to want to go and race each other up on speed when you've got Imperatries and In Secret stalking you. Like as far as a, a pair of lionesses just hunting the pack, they are incredibly dangerous. She jumps well in Peritrius, went straight to the front last start. So what's Opie do tomorrow? I think he would just let her begin, let the speed go ahead of him and just track them and stalk them. And when he wants to push the button, I'm expecting a response. James Cummings was on this morning with uh, Hoss. This is what he had to say about In Secret. In Secrets had the perfect build-up to the race. Uh, she brings the she brings a valuable Everest form into the into the into the Daly Sprint, and uh, and she's got that very very impressive record of being undefeated in Group Ones up the straight at Flemington. So there's there's that there's that in In Secrets favour, but boy, she has been extremely impressive in Peritrus. There's no doubting that uh, from from the horse that was knocked off by Artorias in the Canterbury Stakes. Uh, she, she just seems to be. She just seems to be. Well, not not only proving that form's very good. You know, Golden Mile ran fourth in that race, mm. but she just seems to be absolutely airborne. This prep and has always been, of course, a very good horse. But uh, but we're, you know, we've got, to, we've got to imagine that one 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 way that we'd like to think we can we can just get on terms with her is this good record that in secret can rely on of being such a good straight course horse. It's a really good race, but is it pretty clear that it is Imperatriz in secret and then the rest? I think so. Star Patrol's probably the one. I like its preparation, just building the confidence through the group twos, uh, dominant in the gill guy when allowed just to balance up and, and finish off. I really like what Clint McDonald's done uh, with Star Patrol, this preparation. I'm hoping it can stand up at this level. Another very good straight track horse. So I sort of think he's in there with a really great chance to run third. But, look, I'd be shocked if something outside of those two mares won. So getting a few SMSs saying you can still get $2 on the corporate. So is, is, she, a, is she a sharky open-the-shoulder bet tomorrow? Well, you know what you can do? You can have a good crack at Imperatriz and you can save on In Secret if you think one of the two will win mm. and you can cover your backside, you know, as far as the bets are concerned and make sure you've got a position on the race. So I will say this race has thrown up a few odd results at times, hasn't it? Well, don't remind me, 12 months ago. Well, Rockin' Horse is one. I don't think Sandra and Elaine was in the hard in the market when he won, by memory. Ten bucks. Uh, Malaguira, what price was he? Eight or nine dollars? Nine fifty. Delectation was 40s or something. Delectation? He was a massive price. He was a $14 chance, yes. There you go. Me- yeah, and you just go back through them. There have been Nature's time. Trip was $1.28. Bivouac, three twenty. Nature's Trip, Three sixty, and Red Zell in seventeen was four dollars. It's not outside of the realms of possibility, though, that you know, a horse outside of the obvious can win this race. Well, is the one that is a big price. Mark Hunter made mention of Airman earlier today, and I know um, we just had an SMS. Um, Sharky, make sure you save one by four on Airman from Steve at Mintbet. Is he the horse that could be 
uh, a roughie that runs into a place? Uh, maybe, maybe. Probably need to see more of Airmen at this level. We've seen him in a stakes race once, and that was last start behind IME. And he probably should have won. Uh, yeah, arguably. But competitive with IME, who then went and ran behind Imperatrice, Bella Nipatina was third, it comes out and wins. So I can see the form line. I can understand the appeal. So only two in the first leg of the group? Only two, Michael. Yes. Seven and eight. Imperatrice to win, seven and eight in secret Imperatrice, the only two in the first leg of the quaddy, which is the Dali Champions Sprint. Uh, it's 20 past nine. We'll take a break. Up next, it's the Kennedy Champions Mile. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Polls and Friday Form Focus. Welcome back to Friday Form Focus. few SMSs. Hey, Michael, just wondering if Gator's game plan will be on today. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Kim, it won't be. What I'll do is I do have his parlay for tomorrow, so I will read that out. Um, you'll get all the Gators tips on 10 tomorrow, but I do have his parlay, so I will give you that. Um, unfortunately, with this uh, shortened week and Oaks Day, um, we can't squeeze everyone in today. A little later, we'll have the footnote with Nick Foote. We'll have Stevie Arnold with his analysis of how the races will be run tomorrow. Hello, gents. I've got a place multi special for tomorrow at headquarters, $6. The Lassa file in race five and in secret uh, in the sprint. Uh, Vaughn Hawke in the first. What are your thoughts? We'll get to that. Uh, I know Mark Hunter's very keen on Vaughn Hawke. J-Mac starts the day on that. Hey, Sharky, explain how, how you would play that race to cover the bets on Imperatures and in secret. That's from Sean. Oh, Sean, I'm not doing maths right now, mate, but you can work it out. Just look at the odds, get the best price, both of them, and, and just stake accordingly. Well, I mean, you, so you're going to have 200 bucks on Imperatrice at even money. Yeah, and what's, you know, four bucks or it's something? It's $4.60. So you can sort of spread and win both ways. Yeah. Or $10 and 20 bucks, whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. Straightforward. All right, let's get to the Kennedy Champions Mile. Only a field of seven in this race, but it is a select seven, and it, uh, I like it. I, I think it shapes up as a very <laughs> tactical, intriguing affair. And pride of Jenny backing up. Shark, uh, it gives us what we want, a truly run test over the mile. The market has, as favourite, Mr Brightside. Now, this is this is flipped because earlier in the week, Fangirl opened up at two fifty. She's now out to $3. And Mr Brightside, they put up $3. He's now into $2.40. It's been a big move. Alligator Blood, three fifty is the other of the big three. Um, is this... Give us your map, first of all. Uh, is Pride of Jenny going to do what she does, like she did in the Empire Rose? I think she will, yeah. Why wouldn't she? She'll go forward and, and run along. Have you heard the rumours about somebody that backed Pride of Jenny for a lot of money and had a very, very large collect? Might have been around the 1.9 range. Uh, no. Who's, hmm. Who did this? Might be something to investigate, I think, for the verdict do on, you know uh, someone? on Monday. I sent a text message this morning, but if anybody uh, has any more information... So someone has... Has had one, a significant million dollars. of pride of Jenny. That's what was suggested to me. But, uh, yeah, it might be something to, well, to it's sniff a decent... out for a yarn for... Uh, for the verdict on well, Monday, that, that would be the biggest win bet. Well, give us a clue. Uh, who does? Who is this person? I don't know who oh, please. it is. You know exactly who it well, is. I don't want to. I don't want to say without confirmation. What do put they it do? That way. What do they do? Uh, they're involved in racing, uh, breeding, owning. Yes, bit of everything actually. Bit of everything. Someone we so know. So that's a significant. Someone we know. Uh, no, I wouldn't say. Wouldn't say that. Hence okay. my trepidation to out them. Well, anyway, you, you that's a large have, you win bet. You shouldn't have brought it up. You know me. I like bringing up things like this and just leaving it out there swinging in the wind. All right. If you know who the person that works in the breeding industry that Mick Sharkey knows who won $1.9 million <laughs> on Pride of Jenny. <laughs> $1.9 million, Mikey. SMS us. 0416905052. Uh, if you're that person, give us a call. Give us a call. <laughs> let us know. Yeah. And uh, if you've got any spare, um, uh, we can help you spend it. Any chance... She can back up and oh, spoil the party again. I hope she runs another cheeky race. She's at absolute peak of her powers, but I suspect they run past her here. Alligator Blood will be stalking her. The rest sort of file in behind, you would have thought. Mr. Brightside with a stone-cold sit. Uh, fangirl will be sort of out the back with the inevitable, looking to, to charge home and run over the top. Why, <laughs> Mr. Brightside v. Alligator Blood v. Fangirl. 
it's almost a Marge Simpson sort of situation. You just hope they all have a nice time. Why do we have to pick one? <laughs> Why do we have to pick one? Uh, any of the three would be a deserving winner, wouldn't they, out, coming out of that Cox Plate? They were all enormous. They were fantastic there. And I hope, I hope, given the spring of near misses that Lindsay Park has had, surely Mr. Brightside gets this one. Surely. He's drawn to have the perfect run. Oh, hasn't he? Now, you, you look at what he's done this preparation. He's sixth run in and he's still going to Hong Kong. He's incredibly tough. Incredibly tough. Well, as Ben Hayes said before, he thrives on racing. So he's a bit, a bit like, like the, me. The thrives better, on work. The better loosen keeps up. Going, that keeps going. Keeps grinding. <laughs> no, I think you've reached your peak. Grinding uh, away. You're looking for the paddock. Um, <laughs> so... I mean, three dollars I thought was generous. Now two forty is getting yeah. I think it might swing around again. I think there'll be supporters on race day. There will be supporters for Fangirl. Well, he does. Alligator Blood is a little bit of a cult figure, isn't he? People love this horse, particularly your rank and file punters. They, Mr. Brightside's in the same category, but Alligator Blood has his own loyal fans, and I suspect they'll rally to him too. And I mean, I think. He is in the same boat as Mr. Brightside. He just doesn't quite get that strong 2,000. I know he put them away in the Caulfield Stakes, but he had the Cox Plate one with 100 to go, and he yeah. just got run down. Yeah, and he's incredibly brave. He's going to be stalking. He'll have first crack at Pride of Jenny, and then it's a matter of whether the other two can, can swarm up he's... late and do the job. Could this be a race where there's an upset? Damien Oliver and the inevitable. Could you see that happening? Well, he's going to get Wouldn't a that be better a opportunity. He's had no luck this time in. I don't know if he's good enough to run over the top of Brightside, Alligator Blood and Fangirl. I don't know if he is either, but... But he's racing well. You, you go on his all-star mile run and you'd say, yeah, he's he's up to it at his very best. What about Victoria the Race? pace will help him. Weren't you giving him a chance in the Cox Plate? I think some chance, but having seen him in that race, he was rather meek, I thought. I'd, I'd prefer to see Victoria Road do something. Put it this way, if he wins, he'll be knocking me out of the quaddy. So, Winker's first time Victoria Road. Winker's again, Mr. Brightside. Alligator Blood, five starts at the track, three wins, two seconds. Um, and those seconds have been second to Mr. Brightside and when he just got run down by um, Thunder last year. Mm. So, he flies at the track. Brightside's got two, almost three lengths to make up on Fangirl and that King Charles. And... I had another look at the replay of the Cox Plate this morning. If she gets clear running, she she just about wins. I don't know if she wins, but I think she's in that swarm. You know, she she was a length behind that that pack. She's probably right there, heads right in the finish. It's a, I think it's a little generous to say she would have won, but she would have been in that mob at the line. So you're a bright side man? sentimentality of the spring I think as a you know final note on the Flemington Carnival wouldn't it be nice if uh, if he got the bob to be honest I, I think it'd be nice if Alligator Blood won as well I think both of them this is what I'm saying and you, you can't you, you pick one and you feel genuinely bad as well, a fan of racing for the other two because if either if either of the three wins if the inevitable one you'd be sitting there saying hey what a day that was pretty cool to witness wasn't it for sure. I can't see him winning, though. Um, I can see Fangirl winning. I think if the if the money comes to Brightside Alligator Blood and Fangirl continues to drift, I'm probably more inclined to be wanting to back Fangirl. Um, you've got to put all three in the quaddy, though. Uh, you've got Brightside on top. You put all three in the quaddy? All three in the quaddy. So one, two, and six in the second leg. Brightside on top. Gee, the SMSs are coming here. Um the owner, Tony, would have won on Pride of Jenny. I used to work for him, always put big money on every race. Um, Sharky, if Sharky names me, I'll kill him. <laughs> Very good. That's Matt from Vermont. Um, can Sharky provide a guess who bought for Felgate? Um, 
Uh, is there a weird guy? There's, there's that weird guy that get, you know. Guess who? There's a few SMSs. Those heads. There was always one that sticks in your head. It's just a weirdness. Really, the egg-shaped head guy with the red eyebrows. Well, there's a few SMSs saying here that um, the owner had an each right bet to collect 1.9 million dollars. Yes, I've seen elsewhere that the owner has had a big bet as oh, the he owner. Does. The owner of oh, Pride of Jenny. Go. So, um, the Otterbray family would be cash. Would be oh, look. With what they've been through and the way they named their horses oh. in honour of their daughter, I hope they did win. And the amount that they... $1.9 million. Okay, they're not a big stud or anything like that, but they breed a lot of horses and they put a lot through. So nobody would begrudge them that sort of success. It's it's a big cherry We could have a new cake, segment every week here. Sharky's... Mysteries. Mystery it's, it's punter like rumor files. So It's like little rumours that are, that are here. Hey, we need, to take a, a few we need to take a quick break. Heard a couple um, about you. We want, finally, you to provide us with a big winner as well. Uh, could be coming up in the Tab Champion Stakes. Um, there is some disturbing social media footage, though, that has been doing the rounds, which um, I don't know uh, whether that stuff should be put out on social media. I'll oh. talk to you about it after the break. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Pulse and Friday Form Focus. Welcome back to Friday Form Focus. We're up to the third of the Group 1s and this is the Tab Champion Stakes and it could be a brilliant culmination, crescendo of the Melbourne Cup Carnival. Could Zaki make it three in a row or could Damien Oliver go out on an absolute high? The market here has West Wind Blows. No surprises as the favourite. That Caulfield Cup form certainly looks good. Uh, He has been beaten uh, his last five starts, running placings in all of them, three seconds. He's the $2.70 favourite. Zaki is $5.00. Uh, Dewis is a $6.50 chance. Prowess, the Kiwi Mare, is a $6 chance. A tissue on the backup is $8.50 as well. Uh, he's been brilliant, West Wind Blows. He's drawn gate two. He has been a little slow away. I wonder where he gets to in the run because he's a horse that does like to get rolling once he gets um, gets into his rhythm. And I don't want to harp on this, but the stacks can't the stats can't lie. Jamie Spencer has had 13 rides this spring carnival. He's still yet to win a race. He's had two seconds, both of them on West Wind Blows. And I think overall, he's ridden in something like 42 races in Australia and he's only had two wins. It's a little Frankie Dettori-esque. We know he's a world-class champion jockey. He just hasn't been winning here in Australia. Is that any concern to you? Uh, is it a concern? I don't think so because he clearly gets on really well with this horse and his two rides on this horse in Australia have been awesome and great. The Turnbull ride was awesome? I have no issue with the Turnbull ride. I think it was a, a more the horse probably lacking that that little bit of race fitness before the Caulfield Cup that saw him beaten there. Um, I hope he steps with them. There's not a lot of forward pressure in this race, no. is there, when you look at it? It's really Zaki and West Wind Blows, which could set it up for a, a really good stoush over that last 300 metres, and we hope so. Two really tough horses going at it would be something to watch down the straight. And then you've got old love Prowess, who's sort of the new girl on the scene, isn't she, with her delayed well, she'll box seat. entry to the Spring Carnival. Now, don't forget post the Vinery. She was spruiked as a Cox Plate horse, and I think at one stage she was near enough favourite for the Cox Plate. So that's the standing that, and the esteem that she was held in at, at one point uh, during the autumn. Well, here she is as the latecomer who might just stomp up and spoil the party. So you're tipping her to run over the top of the favours? I think she's got every chance to, but I... You can't ignore that form, can you, around West Wind Blows? And and given the position he's going to be in, on speed, you would think, either tracking Zaki or, or potentially leading Zaki. I think they'd prefer it if if Zaki shot across and, and maybe crossed and they could sit and stalk, have something to, to sight. The more I look at this race, the more I, I, I start to get drawn by Zaki. I know... West Wind Blows is a is a star horse, and he goes in everything with those form lines that he's got. But Zaki worked bloody hard that first um, out of the corner in the in the Cox Plate, and he was fighting 
He only got beaten a length and a half. He flies at Flemington. Yeah. And it was six weeks between runs. He that missed that run. Plate. He missed that run, remember, you with think that he little could viral be better complaint. out of it. So uh, I think that's something you can't underestimate was going into that Cox Plate. He was a run short because he had that little viral issue. Saw him withdrawn from a key lead-up. So the run was great. I think visually, as well as the Imperatures in secret race, I think the potential of Zaki v Westwind blows of that last 300 with prowess perhaps emerging from the pack as a spectacle... This race will be something to behold. Where do you have Jewess? Um, Jewess, Jewess, Jewess. Yes, unlucky in the Cox Plate. Completely recognise that. Before that, though, you know, she was 30 to 1 in the Cox Plate. She'd been racing well. But if she won the Cox Plate, I think most people would have been a bit surprised. Does that, you know, it immediately means that her odds are going to be cut significantly I think for the Ollie factor is going to have her short in the mu- shorter in Ollie the Ollie will have well. an impact as well is she capable of of winning at her best yes I think it's a little surprise if she goes and turns over the the top three though what about a tissue not for me not for me great run in the Empire Rose I know they went quickly in that race but not many of them really chased up from the second half of the field I think there were a lot that was surging to the line together but she put a little margin on that group. So I think she was the standout run-on horse in that race without a doubt. I think the best roughie in the race, if you're looking for one outside of the obvious, is Huetor. No luck at all in the Craven Plate. He's beaten Zaki before. He's finished right up sides with Zaki as recently as May. You know, he's, he's tracking along okay, this horse. I don't know where they go with him after this race. I'm hoping... Maybe something like, uh, I don't know if he gets 2,400 metres um, as strongly as he does 2,000, but he's he's got a race in him somewhere, Zaki. Maybe they go to Perth with him. Mm. All right, give us your numbers in the champions. Uh, West Wind Blows, number four to beat Zaki, number one, Prowess, number 11. They're the three in the quaddy. 4 one, 11. Um a couple of SMSs here coming through. Geez, Michael, Shark's making the quaddy very hard today. I'm not sure we can just treat his selections as scratchings. Uh, that's Michael from Brisbane. The first three legs do look... They look fairly straightforward. They look straightforward, don't they? Even for me, Michael. Um, what have we got here? Uh, young Verta. Uh, he's Verta. a good each-way bet. One by three excuses last start. Favourite track. Um, Billy and Danny combo better than ever. $46 uh, in the race. Do you give Young Verter a chance of running I don't know. A hole? The, it, the, this sort of style of race can throw up something at a bit of a price, can't it? He's a shock. Was he's a shocker in this race? He ran second. Ago, he ran second in it at a big price off yeah. similar, you know, lesser form lines, but he was racing well. You know, that's definitely where Young Verter's coming from, lesser form lines, but racing well. Uh, Dewis back to Flemington 2000 load up. Zaki is a light of other days. That's from James. Mm, don't know about that James. Chucknado, uh, do we take the two leg multi and absolutely launch uh, and ride into the sunset mm. Shangri-La Express into Imperatras. Shangri-La Express? In Sydney and I do, I did hear yes. that Adrian Bott was declaring it in the marquees at Flemington yesterday. It's in the uh, English gift is it or the golden from gift barrier fourteen? Um, is it one Shangri La Express declaring one, it? One down here, crikey! I'm just trying to find it, and then we'll get into um, the first race. Hey, morning lads! Special from Noosa here. The special. He came up and introduced himself in the mounting yard. Did he? on Derby Day because he was with the. Amazonian Lascro, and he said, "You need to be backing this. It'll be winning today." I didn't listen to him. Uh, I hope he's you listen to he's my a bit late of a mail specimen, isn't he? On Special Derby Day, loser. I've got two winners to start the day. Von Hawk into Parasail, just win-win. Oh. Uh, well, good on you, Special. Uh, he may well be on the money because Mark Hunter, as we have a look at the first race at Flemington tomorrow, is very keen that James McDonald will kick off the day with a win with Von Hawk and. Nothing went right last start at John with Von Hawken. Euphoric no. should have won yesterday. So that form has been well and truly franked. John Barrier 2. Uh, the market's got him around about a $4 chance at the moment. As I have a look, 
Uh, $4.40 chance. Sequestered is the favourite at $4.20. And, and what a deal who we just heard has joined the Annabelle Neesham stable is a $4.40 chance as well. So how do we kick off the day? Yeah, I think it's a really tricky sort of start, isn't it? Uh, I think Von Hawk can make up for that that run at Geelong. And I think what's in his favour here is there's not a lot of pressure up front. I think he'll go forward, hopefully anyway. James McDonald can control things. He might have a horse like Typhoon Harmony for company. I'd like to think Von Hoare could be able to get the better of Typhoon Harmony. Um, kind gestures probably settling just off midfield. The rest of them like to balance up, don't they? Lyrical Lad might sort of be... Oh, Japanese Emperor would probably be somewhere forward. But I don't think they'll be going overly hard. If James McDonald can rate this race to suit himself... Uh, Von Hawk can win the first. Far flung was a good win last start at yeah, the Valley. Bounce back. Um, gee, sequestered was disappointing in Sydney well, last start. Did it just Quite not curious. run the strong mile out? I don't know. It sort of loomed up as if it was going to go and win, didn't it? And then just petered out that little bit, ran out of gas. She has been to two thousand meters before, and I think that was off a really impressive. Might have been an impressive mile win. I'm just checking while we yak. Uh, it was off a really good 1,500-metre win. Then she went to 2,000 and didn't quite see it out. So, yeah, maybe she is just a, a super strong 1,400-metre style of mare, in yes, which case she would be in the game here too. So um, which one are you backing? Um, probably something small on Von Hawk to get me going because I needed him desperately at Geelong and he let me down so I might try and chase a little bit here with this horse and get that back but the horse to watch out of this race is Kind Gesture jumping out really well at Cranbourne I know the form looks weird but this horse has really good ability and I think there's a race in it somewhere as we move into that uh, spring to summer transition period I think she's up to, to winning a little listed race somewhere so she is in the first race a twenty six dollar chance five dollars mm. a place. Mm. Um, SMS saying, "Hey guys, has Jamie Carr been sacked from Von Hawk? I don't think that's the case. What occurred was that Von Hawk was the first emergency yesterday in the Champions Final, so um, they would have been hoping to get a run there and Jamie yesterday. Jamie's been riding what a deal, so and she then, took that ride, and she would have confirmed what a deal, which is definitely going to that race. Um, where are the selections for race nine? We're going to get there." You can, oh, my Lord. We're going to go back to Settle race down. one and we'll get to race nine in Crikey. a minute. So just relax. Just, you know, I know the anticipation is high about who you want to put the line through for the quaddy, but... Imperatrice can't win after it leaves the Valley Dome. Um, why? why? Been beating she has, benchmark horses. She has one at other James venues. James is up and about with some big statements this morning. James is making huge statements. Morning, guys. I is like a, it. Is a dry track any issue for West Wind Blows tomorrow? A dry track? Uh, I wouldn't have thought so. Good three by the time we get to the champion stakes. Yeah, don't know if that's going to stop him. He's, yeah, Ascot was pretty firm this year and he ran really well there to pile driver who would leave these standing. Let's have a look at race two before we get to the 10 o'clock news. Race two tomorrow is over 1,200 metres. Now, I'll be assuming that Najem Sahail will come out. Oh, I hope they run him. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if... Well, how long since a horse has run three days at the carnival? Do you know what? Michelle Payne, standing next to me on the coverage yesterday, said, turned around and said, have a look at this horse. He must be so clean-winded because he wasn't even blowing at the end of the jockey interview on the return to scale. So, I mean, give Robbie Griffiths a text. He hasn't been yeah. stretched as yet. He is out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's out. I, I would be surprised if he was no, going back out. In Derby Day, Oaks Day, final day? No. That's far lap areas. Uh, so he will be out of this race. Um, I'm not sure why he hasn't already been scratched, but the market has Parasail, the $2.90 favourite. General Bow, $7. It's our time, $5.50. Um, a lot of people are wanting to jump on the J-Mac train tomorrow. Um, does he win the first and then we roll it into Parasail in the second? Yes, potentially. This has... She looks the standout, doesn't she, because she's got... Fewer convictions, I think, and more potential than most of these. You know, it's just a listed race, let's be honest. Just. She's got form through You'd Magic want to back Time. Magic Time in this, wouldn't you? She's got Queen of the Ball form 
Queen of the Ball won really well on Derby Day. Uh, Benedetta wrote to Arataki. There's lots of winning mares all speckled in around her. I don't think she runs 1,400 metres. You know, personally, I think she's she's better at 1,100 rather than 12. You know, she, she gets run down a lot at 1,200 metres. So that would be the little query I have with her. I think it's a slight trap race with that in mind. I want to see her run a really good 1,200 metres before launching into her. I will say Lombardo seems to be a horse renewed since they've started riding him off the speed. Now, he was up on pace a lot of the time and probably doing it a bit above himself. Well, his two off-speed hit-the-line runs this time around say that he's ready to do something. His Flemington form is better than it reads on paper, three for zip. It is better than it reads. He's run some nice races down the straight. Uh, the other horse I thought had a big price was a little bit overs, given that this probably isn't the best-listed race ever assembled. Vongelay. I was going to say, gee, he's trialled well, hasn't he? He has. He, he's been jumping out around, you know, really slick horses, group class sprinters, and he hasn't been disgraced He's got a good record first lot. up. He does have a good record first up. EJ, you know, places his team where they think, where he thinks they can win. He doesn't need the tickets on on stakes day. So if he's picked this race out, I think you need to be a little bit mindful that the horse is probably going as well as he ever has. $26 you can get. Um, the other There's a couple of interesting runners here too, like Our Last Cash. Um, yeah, good straight track horse. Coming back from the Kosciuszko. It's our time as a straight track specialist. He loves it. And he was beaten less than a length on Derby Day, right next to Spacewalk and Najem Sahail, which looks pretty good form as well. Yeah, it's, again, it's form that you can make a case for, isn't it? And I think there's quite a few of them in this race where you can find an angle if you want to talk yourself into having a bet. I won't be, I'll be abstaining in this race. And then, well, there's another one here, Pokarikari. Pokarikari. Just yeah. to start ridiculously its first two runs this time in. Blinkers go on first time. If it can jump, which it's a Sulcombe-esque type question, um, it, its previous form last time in was pretty good as well. Yeah, its, it's form at its best is up to this, but it's whether you want to trust that she'll jump with them and, and be there, be in touch with them. All right, who no, are you? Pokari Kari, I think it's a like a... Kiwi love song or something like that. I think that's what it Before means. Before you go down your vortex of inaneness, um, who wins the second? <laughs> uh, the second, I think... Look, I think Lombardo is just about ready to do something. All right. He's a price too, isn't he, Lombardo? Um, he's around about $11. So Lombardo, Mark Zara in the saddle. Uh, Vane won on Derby Day, Oaks Day and the last day. Sprint six furlongs the first day. Linlithgow, seven furlongs. Uh, and seven furlongs on Oaks Day. So there's a listener who's given us some vain history, which is uh, one of the greatest sprinters we've ever seen. Give Imperage's strength. I've got ten multis going into her. Oh. Have a little savour in secret, Mark. Uh, Huetor is a smoky beat Zaki in Queensland earlier this year. Good third up record. That's from Ant. Um, and there's a few other SMSs which I'll get to after 10 o'clock. Don't forget, we will finalise the rest of the Flemington card, race nine. Last leg of the quaddy is still to come. We'll have a chat. Joshy from Horsham will give us some country specials. The footnote will be in, and so will uh, Stevie Arnold, who will give us how he thinks the big races will be run tomorrow. Ron Duffersey with his look in Sydney as well. All that's still to come on the Friday edition of Racing Pulse. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Pulse and Friday Form Focus. Welcome back to Friday Form Focus with the Shark. Uh, We've had a look at the major races at headquarters and the first two. We're up to race number three, which is the Amanda Elliott over 1,400 metres. We've got a big field here, Sharky, Uh, and there were quite a few chances, although the market has really zoned in to Schwartz, and I can see why, because... It was a... Seriously. What have you done? I've been cramped up really badly. You are an old or man. I've just done my hammy. You look old and now your I body is telling you you're so old. so tall and I've slid off just the wrong stand. way. Just stand. Well, I am. Um, kind of. Anyway, shark. 
Uh, oh, that's really bad. That show, that's an old man's injury. Keep There's no doubt about that. Anyway, you stretch that out. I'll go through the market. Uh, Schwartz is a $2.50 favourite. J-Mac's pretty enamoured with this cult, and why wouldn't you be? Gee, he just got it all wrong last start at Mooney Valley on Cox Plate Day, but I, I like the way he hit the line. If he can jump well here, he gets a good gate to have a nice run, steps out to 1,400 metres. It's the $2.50 favourite. Uh, Rosemont's also got Quickster in the race, which ran Big, equally as well. It? Yeah, it drops back from the mile to the 14 tomorrow. It's a $7 chance. Others in the market, uh, just having a look. We go up the top, Pantalones at $5.50, step back or snap back is at $9, and the rest are pretty much all double-figure odds. Uh, first of all, give us where you think Schwartz will end up in the run here from gate two. In the most fabulous position, fourth, fifth, sixth, somewhere like that. Just stalking the pace, which looks to be, uh, I wouldn't say generous, but genuine. And he will have absolutely no excuses from there, Michael. I think he's the best of the day. Best of the day. Best of the day. Out to 1,400. Yep. Take the 250. Mm, Just wait till tomorrow. You think you'll get better? Well... I think once people realised that Quickster's in the race, it was very unlucky. Last start, wasn't it? At yep. its second start, tackling a group two, and it's run fourth. It's a, I know it's a maiden, but it's got really good ability, Quickster, clearly. Interesting coming back to the 1,400. Might stepping quickly bridge. from 12 to 16, back to 14. Might be a nice bridge. And also, we know that Mytho loves tickets, doesn't he? You know, just flood the mounting yard. Seen him in the, flood in the, the mounting members. yard. He, I think he was in the mounting yard every race yesterday. Well, he's got many children and also many grandchildren now. Well, not many, but he's got a few. And he likes to just take a swarm, an army, so along to the races. What race would she be going to? Is she... Because I can't... Oh, she's a $26... she would be going to 1,000 guineas. She's $26 in 1,000 guineas. I would have thought she'd be going to the 1,000 guineas, for sure. I just thought she would have been higher up the market. Could they run the trifecta with Treasureway, who has been racing well in stronger races? I just had a text saying that Quickster is coming out and going straight to 1,000 guineas. Hmm. All right. Well, let's give Moods a text message. Anyway, or, um, she came out of a race at Pakenham today. Catherine Coleman. I would have thought that would be in anticipation of running here. But anyway, we wait and see. Yeah, I think Schwartz will just go and win. Gosford win was great. There was really strong support for him, wasn't there, at Mooney Valley to beat uh, more experienced horses that had already performed to, to at least Group 3 standard. So I think we have to take a line on both of those and say that this is a horse that's a touch above average and he lands here into a listed race, which I reckon has got some holes, a lot of recent maiden form in this race, and I think he'll be getting the job done. Best of the day, race number three. It's going to be a long day if it's rolled. Schwartz. A really long day. It's a little ironic having the, the horse named Schwartz. Uh, good luck yeah, to all yes. connections in the Amanda Elliott, your best bet of the day. Race number four is the Queen Elizabeth, uh, over 2,600 metres. And look, it's not the strongest Queen Elizabeth. They've got a, a decent enough field. Um, the favourite in this race it, is... Mate, it's an awful Queen Elizabeth. Miramas has won its last two. Well, you want to hope that he goes on with it and goes on to something better because some of these... Well, you've got, like the, Geelong, third realm, you've got the Geelong Cup winner. Third Realm number 10 was in the 2,800-metre race on Cup Day for future hurdlers. So, And it is a $34 chance. Really? What, what are we doing here? Some of these are... They're not very good. But we don't have... Anyway, it's an, it's, we've, they're, they're, we've had this conversation too many times, so... Um, we've got the stayers that we've got, and it's at the back end of a spring carnival just got where right. all the major staying races have been run. Listen, people out there, listen. If you're going to listen to anything I say ever, listen to this. The yearling sales season, everything's coming up. Everyone will be wanting you to buy a share in a horse, and they'll all be saying it could be a slipper horse, could be a Magic Millions horse. Don't get sucked into those. Just find a nice stayer from somewhere and buy into a stayer because look at the fat prize money that's on offer in staying races just throughout the spring, for instance, and look at what you've got to beat. Come on.
It just makes sense. They're running one of these races for between three and however many hundreds of thousands. That's even before you get to the group ones. Every single week during the carnival. And I reckon I could piggyback you and beat some of these. Well, you better be able to find us a winner then. Well, I've got to get this hamstring right because it is cramping like a demon. So you don't like the Geelong Cup form where the... Horse that I made beat was one of the best runs you've ever seen in the Melbourne Cup, Ash Run. Well, it was a a, a good run, wasn't it? Uh, There was another horse that uh, finished in that race from the Geelong Cup and was beaten a zillion lengths in the Melbourne Cup. So I don't know if we're saying it was a super strong edition of the Geelong Cup. I had something on a made at Geelong, and yeah, he can win this again. It's it's that sort of race. He's a 10-year-old. Yeah, he is. Mm. He's a 10-year-old. He's Mm. the $11... Chance, which I still think is a good price, eleven bucks after winning the Geelong Cup. Duke assesses the the X Factor horse here. Every time we've spoken to Kieran Ma, he keeps saying Duke Decessor is one of my leading cups oh. contenders. He ran a good race in the Caulfield Cup. He ran a really good race in the Turnbull. I mean, these are so much stronger than the Queen Elizabeth tomorrow. He should be a six to four favourite, but he needs wet. Ground. We also get told that he needs a wet track. Well, he he does. He's a much better. And you look at his form. He's he lengths better when there's some genuine give in the ground. Look at he's running the Doncaster on a heavy nine. You know, for a horse that that was racing over a staying trip, he was only three lengths off Mister Brightside in a Doncaster on a heavy track. So that tells you how well he goes on wet ground. He's not going to get a wet track tomorrow, unfortunately. I've I've been on him in, in races this spring thinking, oh, that's, there'll be a bit more give. He just hasn't had ground to suit. I don't know if a good four is enough for him. This is the weakest race he's contested. Would you yes. back him at 460? Oh, I, yeah, I, you know me. I'll have to have something on because if he wins and I'm not on, having been with him in Caulfield Cups and the like in futures, I will absolutely kick myself. So I'll have to have something on him. Am I confident? No. Do you know the other horse that caught the eye last start is so dazzling? Yes. Um, she hit the line really well in that Mooney Valley Cup, a $10 chance. Yeah, she was good there. She was beaten out of sight in a Queensland Oaks. You have to go back to last spring to find the, sort of the best of her form. I don't know if she's the answer to this question. Miramasa, it might just be a case of the obvious horse. He's been gelded. He's won two from two. Since that little snipperoo. Okay. He he beat Greg Alimo both times and I think I saw some milk on that horse's Non-winner. whiskers yesterday when he came back. Um Yeah. He he's the horse that you want to win this race. You want him to win and progress forward to a Sandown Classic or something like that. So you can say, Oh, that was that wasn't actually a bad race. Look at what Miramasa's done. Other than that, I think some of these are probably heading towards Tasmania Cups rather than Melbourne Cups. Yeah, it's the upward spiral horse, isn't it? And it's the three dollar ninety favourite. So, uh, Miramasa is your tip, or is it? Duke yeah, Decessa? if you twisted my arm and said you have to have something, it'd be Miramasa. If it was, if there was rain around, Duke Decessa, oh, load up. But I don't think the rain's going to be there for him. No, it won't be. Race five's the Tab Matriarch Stakes over two thousand metres. Um, in this race, the favourite is Deny Knowledge. Dropping back from that brutally run race on Saturday. Um, and we saw Foxy Frieda come out yesterday and frank the form. Um, deny knowledge to the 2,000 metres. She is a $4.40 favourite. Pearl of um, Alsace is an interesting runner. Sean Ritchie, the Kiwi, at $6.50. Um, Osmos at $6.50, the Waterhouse bot runner there. Steinem, $6.50. And... Mark Hunter was giving a bit of a push to um, Amakura, Ollie's ride, who is the Queensland Oaks winner from during the winter as well. This looks a tricky affair, Sharky, this year's matriarch. Amakura is my pick. Really? Yeah. I thought her run in the angst was excellent. Got a long way back, sort of went back inside, started to make really good ground and then just ran into traffic and wasn't probably tested the last 200 metres. I hope that doesn't detract from her second up, that she wasn't able to really run through the line in that race and get that little bit of extra fitness, that extra furlong under her belt coming into this. She is second up, which you know is a bit of a query. She's a Group 1 winner. Ollie knows her well from that Queensland Oaks triumph over the winter months. 
I think she's a good each-way bet in this race. I reckon Osmos is just about ready to go down towards the bottom. Uh, Tessio run was great, just kept finding the line. Look, she hasn't been to um, 2,000 metres yet. She's been good at a mile. I think she wants this trip, and I'll probably have something on her to find out. Deny knowledge. I know Mick Kent is a great one for... uh, stayers and testing and things like that and making sure these horses are, are right to run trips and whatever else. I would love to know what her heart-lung measurements are. She is just so aerobic. Like To sustain the tempo that she's done a couple of times this preparation, which would probably flatten most horses, right? They wouldn't come off those races and be able to go on and, and keep performing at a good level. She's done it a couple of times this prep and, and to ride the back of that winner in that Empire Rose and stay on like she did Gee, it was a big run. It wouldn't shock me if she went and, and won this. I'm just working around her a little bit. If she wins, it's it's probably a reward for effort, isn't it, really, given given the races she's contested and race, how she's run this spring. Is she a better miler? I wouldn't say that. She's won to 2,200 metres, and I think she won by about nine lengths that day. Her best runs have been over the mile, though, haven't they? Uh, they have been so far, but we, we it's pretty limited as to her exposure beyond that. Yeah, 2,200 metres, she won at Geelong. She beat Supergirl, who won a country cup by five lengths the other day. She beat that horse by 10 lengths. I don't think she's going to have a, an issue with the distance. So, is she your on-top selection? No, I'm going with Amakura. Amakura, each way, $12. So, Mark Hunter made it his uh, Rama Ruffy this morning, Amakura. So, $11, $3.40. Um... And what was the other one you mentioned? Osmo, $6.50. And Deny Knowledge is the $4.40 favourite. Uh, hey, Michael, get Sharky's thoughts on Vespertine and race two. You mentioned every other horse bar it. It's set for the race and won the race last year. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. But that's a question. They want your opinion. Oh, yes. Well, it sounds like it's been set for the race and it won it last year. So, yeah, it's got some hope. <laughs> I don't know. Been, I didn't mention it, so obviously I didn't really like it. Offhand with our listeners this morning on the SMS, you've you've I just been love racing. You've actually been rude. You talk about six horses, rude. and then the presumption that you've forgotten one of them. All right, let's I, I hope she runs well for the team, but yeah, I just think others might have a stronger chance. Recap your quaddy numbers, Sharky. Quaddy numbers. Leg, which was the Dali Champions Sprint, seven and eight. First league. And you're declaring Imperatrice. Well, no, I think she'll win. Race number I'm seven, the Kennedy Mile. Uh, one, two, and six, and I'm with Mr. B. One, two, six, Mr. Brightside to win the Champions Mile. And the Champions Stakes, the third leg. Uh, one, four, and 11, and I'm with, I'm with WWB. West Wind Blows. 1 4 11. West Wind Blows, your on top selection. So that is Zaki, West Wind Blows, and the 11 Prowess. And then we get to the lucky last, which is race 37 of the Melbourne Cup Carnival. And oh, they have how hard given us a benchmark. For a, beer at this point of the week. a benchmark I mean, 80. Counting it down. Field aren't you? 16 plus. <laughs> counting it down. Plus emergencies. You're going to launch. Uh, we'll be thirsty. Is Jack don't taking worry. the girls away next week? Because you're just going to go on a. Bender for a week. <laughs> I'm not like you, Shark. I don't. I don't wake up three days later. <laughs> I don't think you're a little bit garden. like me. <laughs> uh, race four, number seven. Uh, I can only do one night. Race four, number seven, and we need this, Sharky. We need this to nail the quaddy. I'm sick of having three legs and a so second. So am I. You know what? So am I. I'm sick of it too. Are you sick of it, Mikey? Mikey's sick of it. You're <laughs> sick of it. We're all, the three mix are all sick of it. Ray Majeriano, is that how we say it? Majeriano. <laughs> Magnario. Uh, Magnario, there we go. Four dollars. Oh, hey, what about congratulations? It's been a long week. For what you. about congratulations to Robbie Griffiths and Maddie DeCock for yes. the performance yesterday? Najim Sahail and old Hal Vorson running third in that race as mm-hmm. well. It was a great for the regs. performance. Kin, four dollars forty. Uh Mornington Glory, seven dollars. Uh, anything else under double figure odds in the market? No, that is it. How do we come home in the last? Uh Mornington Glory is a horse that is not without some issues. And I know Give Giggles beat it first up, but I think you saw a better horse at Geelong. It was a really strong win and very strong through the line. I think it's in a, in the right race to, to go and have an impact. 
The other horse that I'm interested in here, fitted with the blinkers for the first time, very interested in in him off the nominations. Barrier one, ooh, might not be the place to be down the straight last race of 37 for Suto. Number six, talented horse in his right class, could run a nice race. Kin's got an obvious hope. There's a heap of them here that have got a chance. There's an absolute army of them that could win this. So, which ones are we putting into the last leg of the quarter? Uh, we're going to go one, two, six, eight, nine, ten, thirteen, fourteen. One, Zach to Boss. Two, Anilla. Six, Fasuto. Eight, Along the River. Nine, Kin. Ten, Ray. Uh, Magerio. How do we say it? Magnerio. Magnerio. Magerio. <laughs> Eleven is not in it. Uh, just to confuse you, sorry. Uh, Thirteen, Mornington Glory, and fourteen. Give giggles. So one, two, six, eight, nine, ten, thirteen, fourteen. Last leg of the quaddy. So you're seven and eight into one, two, six. I've probably overdone it in the last. Into division. one, four, and eleven. So what's that? Uh, it's not going to. It's not going to make. That's change. nine times one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine eights. Uh, what are they? Eight eights are sixty-four. Seventy-two dollars. There you go. Seventy-two bucks for the quaddy on final day. It's affordable. It's a bit more than that. Anyway, if any of those get scratched in the last, number fifteen goes in as well. Long time dreaming. What's that? If anything else gets scratched out of that, long time dreaming probably should uh, get elevated. All right, Joshy uh, anyway, from Horsham. Just throwing him in. Going to be joining us soon. He Is might, he on the line? He might tip, we'll get his he might tip long time um, country selections. Just recap your best. How are you playing the day tomorrow? Schwartz, Miguel, one fifty. The Amanda Elliott. Schwartz, if it's turned over, boy, oh boy, it's going to be a long day. I will be making use of the complimentary hospitality to ease the pain. Uh, well, you'll be getting that. No Maltese? Um, no, I don't know nothing in Maltese. Nothing a, in yep. Sydney? Do we follow, do we back Antino? Yeah, I think Antino gets his race. Antino definitely gets his race. So $2.90 in the and five roots diamonds? In the hot Danish stuff. Well, it is an average hot Danish, isn't it? Not the best hot Danish I've ever seen, although I can't really recall cool. any field in the hot Danish over the years, cool to be dye. fair. So I wouldn't know what a vintage one is. Cool die, three dollars ten would be hard to beat. So you're a no I'm a I won't say that. <laughs> I won't say that. Uh dearie me. Uh, Josh from Horsham, straighten us up here, Josh. How's your cup week been? It's been very, very good. Busy, but um no, enjoying it. The racing's been brilliant, hasn't it? Are you in front? It's always in front. Yeah, that no, stakes day was kind, and then pretty quiet on um, Tuesday and Thursday. To be fair, but um, we might we might have a little go this weekend. We've got a few country meetings today and Saturday, Sunday. So where are we headed? Just a couple this weekend. Just losing you there, Joshy. Oh, hang on. I'll walk over here one sec. Is that better? Where are you? Uh, I'm in Ballarat. You think it'd be okay, wouldn't you? No, you're with Optus. Uh, it's crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see if we can get uh, these numbers. Uh, have another crack. All right, boys. Here, That's there. a lot better. That's better. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I moved about two meters. That was about all. Um, <laughs> right. So we'll just, we'll make it quick. Then we'll go Hamilton today. Race six, number one, China Affair. Um, had been really good. Um, Trending in the right direction before just to forget run at Horsham when really tricky to make ground. So it should be able to make ground at Hamilton today. You're getting an each way price. Sixteen dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tough race. Like the racing at Hamilton or the racing everywhere at the moment's really competitive. But um yeah, at sixteen dollars I think we can play. That's race six number one. Race six number one. And and then we're gonna fast forward to Sunday. So a couple of Dararat we <laughs> Ararat race five. Now, Lascars. Now, we backed it last time. I pulled up lame. That's the excuse I'm going to use. It didn't run well at all. Um, so, at Ararat, it should be able to jump on the bunny from gate three or four, I think it is. It's pretty tough to run down. So, it gets one more chance. That's race five. Uh, I haven't written a number down, but race, race five, number seven. And again, it's value $13. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, I think that's right. You're getting a bit more because the first run looked just so bad, but it did pull up with issues. So trusting that it's going to come through and uh, put in a better one on Sunday. And then race seven, impressive enough, who missed the kick by about 78,000 lengths 
when it was first up and was never in the race, but was much, much better last start. Just got nutted on the line. I think it can probably go one better on Sunday. So that's race seven, impressive enough. Gee, you've gone value, which we love. $11, impressive enough. So uh, race six, number one today at Hamilton at around about $16. Ararat Sunday, race five, number seven, uh, which is currently around about $13. And then uh, in race number seven, you can get $11 for number 13. Uh, so if we can get a couple of those or even one, we'll be having a good weekend, Josh. That's it. Now, a bit of each for value. And uh, are we going to have a lemonade at Flemington tomorrow? Are you accessible, you boys? Oh, I can be. Are you in town, Joshy? Uh, in the big smoke tomorrow. You know what? I'll make myself accessible for you. I'll even shout. I'm going to make sure I'm nowhere near Sharky after the last tomorrow. He hey, will be headless. Hey, straight speaking, to that rooftop deck. Speaking of, I, I mentioned earlier that there's some uh, disturbing um, oh, social man. media vision. Um, the Hornet. Matt oh. Nevitt, as he's otherwise known. Most people think he's a responsible young man. He's the up-and-coming host of his own show here, does Saturday mornings, which is prime time. Gee, there's some disturbing social media look, vision with him in the birdcage yesterday. Yeah, look, there is. Which oh, is... it's. I don't think we'll be seeing him on uh, Dancing with the Stars anytime soon, let's put it that way. Trey Elaine-esque trying Seinfeld to dance sort of vibes. With legs flailing out. It was... Baby giraffe learning how to walk, that sort of vision. It was very unusual. Um, anyway... Troubling. It, but, you know, alcohol does things to people these, sometimes. These young it? kids don't understand that um, that you know, was with him for life. You can never erase it. That's out there in the ether. Mm. So uh, he'll always be known as the Elaine Dancer now. Yes, uh, that's right. That's tr- so true. <laughs> Shark, no, no, you have a good final day. You too, Michael. Go well tomorrow.